All right, so I'm doing this research for this marriage book that I'm writing. Uh, I think I'm going to call it The Problem of Marriage, Why Wives Get It Wrong and Husbands Don't Get It. And so uh, delving into what makes a good marriage work. Uh, How do we flourish, not just survive all that? So I've been reading the great Dr. John Gottman. If you don't know who he is, the Gottman Institute in Seattle's been studying what makes marriages work for a lot of years and uh, just has some awesome research on it. And uh, anyway, he can predict whether a marriage is going to end in divorce uh, within, you know, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, within 91%. And he looked for certain things. Anyway, what he talks about in a couple of chapters I've been reading, which I just thought was profound and uh, good for us to hear is he's dealing with one of the, the myths, dealing with a bunch of myths. So one of the myths he's dealing with is um, the myth that figuring out communication will solve your marriage. And so he says this has been pumped since the psychology of the 50s and the 60s, where if you don't have good communication, your marriage is going to you know, not be good. And so the solution is to figure out how to communicate better, which means talking and, and all that kind of stuff. And so he kind of po- he points out that statistically the data actually doesn't always play out that way. And that having good communication obviously should still be a goal. But having good communication is more derivative. It's, it's not the goal. It's not what's going to make your marriage healthy. Uh, it comes from, it's a result of having a good, healthy marriage Uh, you know, like an ecosystem, you know, communication, conflict, sex, finances, all of that, all are very intimately connected with one another. You can't separate them all out uh, from one another. They all hit each other like dominoes in our lives. But he says the determining factor for, you know, 70, up to seven, more than 70% of wives say the determining factor or, or not even just, they don't say it, it's what the data shows, uh, because we're not, we don't necessarily, if someone sat us down to do statistics, we wouldn't necessarily come up with this. But taking all the questions, all the study that he does, and factoring in really what creates a good, healthy marriage, uh, the determining factor, wives said, uh, of a healthy, happy you know, sex life, and passion, and romance, and um, being connected as a spouse was a couple's friendship. And then he, he talks about the statistics of the men and he says, basically they're the exact same. And so he kind of pushing back that we are in a sense from the same planet. We both, both genders flourish in the context of a couple's deep friendship, uh, a connection, a mutual respect uh, and, and journeying through life uh, together as friends, loving the company of one another. And, and I, I really believe this, and it's something that I've been pondering more and more recently. Aaron and I took a trip to Dallas uh, a few, a couple months ago now. I was down there uh, doing something for, um, for the Problem of God book. And we went down for three days and it was just the two of us. 
And uh, just from start to finish, it was a great trip. And at one point, we're walking along, just kind of going into the different little shops and uh, just kind of holding hands, drinking our coffees, you know, chatting about life or whatever. And she turned to me at one point and she goes, I, I, I think we're going to be good. And I said, uh, what do you mean? <clears throat> and she said, you know, when the kids are, are growing up and gone, I think we're going to be good. And, uh, and she said, you know, because we still have a good time together. We still laugh. We still have passion for one another. We, you know, do adventure together good. We, we sit by the pool together good. We read, we joke around, we go out for meals, we travel, you know, and there's this enjoyment in it. And I think that's important. <clears throat> and, you know, it dawned on me when she said that. It was a very kind of pivotal conversation we had on the trip because I realized that <clears throat> we do. We just generally like each other and we have liked each other more and more uh, as the years have gone on and as we've focused in on the common enemies of <clears throat> kind of defeating this issue or that issue or raising a family or figuring cracking education or cracking, you know, the different philosophies of what we do in life and ministry and mentorship of uh, other people or couples or counseling or whatever, <clears throat> fighting those common enemies has created a friendship in us, journeying together through life, sharing each other's opinions, laughs, uh, all of those deeper connections have created a kind of friendship that I don't have with anyone else. And, and so I really think that, that developing, not just honing in on the result the, the, the implications of things in relationships is important for all of us. We need to kind of go further upstream and say, what is it that actually is going to create a financial life that's on point, a communication life that's on point, a conflict life that does, you know, isn't, isn't crazy. You know, all of that, if you just solve those issues, you're just kind of tweaking the outsides. You need to go further upstream and go, what is it that really the issue is? And the issue oftentimes, Gottman's saying, is the depth of friendship, the level of friendship that you have. And that's the thing that you and I need to work on with our spouse. And how do you do that? How do you develop the friendship? I think sometimes for some people, it's going to be that you have to become less uh, focused on being social maybe for a season where you know, you're always out with people all the time. You're always with family. You're always with friends. You're always doing stuff. Um, and you're not able to just hone in and be. And I used to be like that. And I uh, actually tell a story uh, in the book, uh, the marriage book, about how I used to be just out every single night doing stuff, hanging with friends, and making that switch over from my college days into marriage was hard. And I'd be sitting there, you know, Aaron would just kind of be that homebody and be sitting there and, and content being at home after dinner, watching a show, reading a book, and I'd be freaking out, right? Because I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to go out and accomplish something. I got to go out and do something. And so I'd go out with friends and blah, blah, blah. And, and that over the last bunch of years of being married was a challenge because that's just me. I'm super extroverted. I'm super energetic. I just want to be go, go, go. And over the last probably three or four years, that's evolved in me where I've been more and more content. And now I just love, I look forward to when I'm at work, the thing I look forward to the most is getting home, hanging with Aaron and the kids, putting the kids to bed and just sitting on the couch 
and sitting by the fire and reading, sometimes in silence, uh, chatting with one another, whatever, sitting under the, you know, the, the little blanket thing on the couch and, uh, and just reading and talking and being. And that is something I actually used to freak me out and now I actually love. I adore it. I look forward to it. And so that kind of maturity and that comes from a contentment of friendship of just being with my companion, a person I love being with and just doing life with. And, uh, and that has resulted in better communication, in better conflict resolution. Uh, and so the, really important to, to hone in on the right target, the right goal in your marriage and relationships and realize that probably the number one thing that you can work on in your marriage is the depth and level of your friendship. And then the other things will oftentimes follow with, uh, with the work being done in that context versus uh, just focusing in on those things without developing the friendship.